If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everybody, I know that I gave you two episodes of Nintendo Switchcraft last week, but I think that there was good reason. Uh, if you missed those episodes, make sure that you check those out, uh, either over on my YouTube channel or in your favorite podcast player. Let's talk about the Nintendo Switch OLED model. Um, people have now had their hands on it, and they have their first impressions, although um, you know Nintendo invited certain outlets to come take a look at the device. They didn't let them take any pictures, uh, so we don't get to see like up close to the, of the display or a side-by-side comparison. All we have are the words that these people said about whatever the, uh, about the devices in question. So uh, before we get to that stuff, I want to make a quick correction. In the previous episode of Nintendo Switchcraft, I was talking about the measurements of the actual Nintendo Switch OLED model, and like my brain is dumb sometimes, and I conflated the two measurements. So what I said was that the OLED model was like 0.1 inches shorter than the um, than the the current Nintendo Switch, and that's actually not true. It's 0.1 inches longer. So I kind of went on this um, short little um, thought bubble about what's going to happen with the dock with the new switch no worries there everything works fine um mostly first off because nintendo said that all of the docks are compatible with all of the switches except for the switch uh light of course uh but also because the oled switch is longer not shorter so the the scenario that i was worried about where the joy cons wouldn't be able to to sit on the side there not an issue at all so um, that's good to know. I'm glad that Nintendo uh, didn't didn't uh, mess that up for the people like me who have a bunch of docks throughout their house. Um, but I just wanted to make that quick uh, correction. Before we get to the actual impressions that people have given about the Nintendo Switch OLED model, I want to talk about the reaction of the gaming community at large to the Nintendo Switch uh, announcement, uh, the, the OLED announcement. If you were to go on Twitter and type in like a search term for Nintendo Switch OLED or something like that, you would see a lot of people really unhappy with this announcement, like extremely unhappy. And I think that this is a case of, and look, if you're one of the people who are extremely unhappy, feel free to disagree with me and let me know why. But I think this is a case of a very loud and vocal minority of the gaming population who they expect the stars, and when Nintendo gives you the moon, you get real upset about that. And I'm not saying you, I'm just saying, you know, in general, some people. I was recently watching a video... Uh, by MKBHD, uh, Marquez Brownlee. And and he was talking about uh, iPad OS 15. 
And he said a quote, and I don't, I'm probably going to, I'm paraphrasing this quote, so I'm probably going to get it wrong. But he said this quote that really stuck with me. And it's something that I always knew and I always said, but the quote is so much better than any way that I've ever said it before. Uh, And he said that expectations are the thief of enjoyment, where we have people who are constantly expecting the Switch Pro which Nintendo has never promised. And then when they don't get the Switch Pro, they get real mad about it. But Nintendo never said that they were bringing a Switch Pro. So, like, getting mad at them for not doing the thing that they never said that they were going to do is, I don't know, a little immature. But if you look at Twitter and you look at, like, the comment threads on, like, gaming websites... A lot of people are real irritated about the OLED switch. They're looking at it and they're like, that's it? But I think most people don't share that sentiment. Like for me, when I look at the OLED switch, I think, I wonder how much I can get for my current switch to make that upgrade palatable for me. And I think that that's fine. This is definitely a switch in a ridiculously good uh, deal, in my opinion, for somebody who who does not own a Switch at all. And you have to remember that Nintendo, while I'm sure that they would like to sell you yet another Nintendo Switch, they really want to sell it to other people who don't have one yet because then they're going to sell another copy of Breath of the Wild and another copy of Splatoon 2 and another copy of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So I think that Nintendo made a good move with the OLED Switch, even if there's a lot of people who are unhappy about it. Now, if you look at the video that Nintendo released on YouTube, uh, 5.26 million people watched that video, or what's more likely is maybe 3 million people watched it a couple of times. Uh, So... It has 5.2 million views. And of those 5.2 million views, 193,000 people gave it a thumbs up. And only 34,000 people gave it a thumbs down. So of the 5.2 million, the number of people who were upset enough about this, the the upgrades that we're getting here, get, giving it a thumbs down, is a very, very small percentage of people who watched that video. For the most part, I feel like this these numbers are telling a very different story than what you are hearing from message boards, from Twitter, from uh, Reddit, like all of those places where you have the hardest of the hardcore uh, Nintendo fans. Like they're real upset about this because they wanted something that Nintendo never promised. And I think that most people... Like just the average gamer, they look at this and they say, all right, that's pretty cool. And they move on and maybe they'll end up getting one. Uh, so I I will say that I think that a $300 price point of that would be better and maybe drop the the current Switch model down to 250 or just drop the current Switch model altogether. But you also have to think Nintendo is selling so many current Nintendo Switches, they can't keep up with demand as is so why not like 
if we increase the price, we'll slow some of that stuff down and uh, be able to keep up. I don't know. There's a lot of different ways to look at these things, which is why I do a podcast about it. All right, let's take a look at the things that uh, people who've had their hands on the device have said. All right, so Dieter Bonn of The Verge, uh, he said this, it's just a switch with a bigger, nicer screen. And I knew that going in, but after playing a half hour's worth of Mario Kart and Breath of the Wild, I believe the word just in the previous sentence is unfair. The Switch OLED model has a bigger, nicer screen, and that's more than enough to justify its existence and perhaps its $350 price. Tom Marks from IGN said that a display and a handful of other welcome tweaks like a surprisingly excellent new kickstand certainly made me envious. They also aren't so drastic as to feel a vital mid-cycle upgrade you can't afford to miss. The slightly larger 7-inch display takes up more of that real estate instead of the black bezel around it. It's not a massive difference, but it's one that is clear as day next to the base switch, now comparatively thick border. He also said it has a far brighter screen, making the original switch look noticeably dimmer if compared directly. Its colors are richer too, and I'm not kidding when I say Breath of the Wild's grassy fields looked almost cartoonishly green viewed side by side. So it seems like the people who've had their hands on this thing, and we'll talk about the kickstand in a minute, the people who've had their hands on this thing, they are impressed with the screen. And that's a really good thing. But I want to talk about that screen a little bit because there's something, there's something like a boogeyman that is associated with OLED. And that is burn-in. Uh, OLED suffers from this thing called burn-in. Now, in recent uh, recent tech, tech, technological uh, upgrades to OLED, uh, manufacturers and software, like firmware people who figured out all that stuff, they have figured out ways to avoid that burn-in. Like Apple has um, an OLED iPhone. And they said, well, you know, the, the, the device looks at the, the, each pixel individually and says, all right, well, this one might start to get burned in because of something that's been on the screen too much. So let's make sure that we just change a couple of things. You, the, the user, don't notice that stuff, but it avoids the burn in. Whether or not that's true, I have no idea. That could just be, you know, Apple's magical marketing speak. Um, Nintendo has this to say about OLED, which is great that somebody asked them, uh, CNET asked them about it. And this is, the, this is the statement that Nintendo gave them. We've designed the OLED screen to aim for longevity as much as possible, but OLED displays can experience image retention if subjected to static visuals over a long period of time. However, users can take preventative measures to preserve the screen by utilizing features included in Nintendo Switch systems by default, such as auto brightness function to prevent the screen from getting too bright and the auto sleep function to go into auto sleep mode after short periods of time. Okay, so let's unpack that real quick. Basically, they're saying, look, we have given people the ability to turn on these things and the switch is going to take care of it for them. And that's great. 
But what needs to happen is somewhere in the software, Nintendo needs to tell people that. They need to tell people it's highly recommended that you use auto brightness and auto sleep features in order to make sure that your Nintendo Switch doesn't get burn in. Because a lot of people have no idea anything about OLED. I mean, I didn't know anything about about it. I'd heard of burn in, but as somebody who doesn't own any OLED devices, well, I might have OLED devices and I just don't know. Like even like I'm pretty focused on tech and 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 that kind of stuff. And I don't even know if I have OLED devices like sitting around in my house. The average person is not going to know if they should make sure to use auto brightness or not. And I don't know about you, but as long as battery life isn't really an issue, I crank the brightness on everything all the way up to 11 so that when I am out in the sun, I can easily see whatever's on my screen. And I think that that's something that a lot of people do. Now, depending on the device, I, I, I don't know that I tend to do that as much these days because auto brightness has gotten pretty good, especially on my phone and on my iPad. Like the auto brightness is pretty good. But, but you know, a few years ago, I would always be taking my phone, cranking it all the way up to 11 for brightness. And if as long as the battery lasted throughout the day, I was fine with that. Um, I think a lot of people are going to do that same thing just out of habit on the Nintendo Switch. They'll push the brightness all the way to the max because it looks real good when you've got a really, really bright display. And then they may suffer burn-in because they're not utilizing those those features that are supposed to take care of it automatically. So hopefully in um, in the operating system, when you go into the settings and you say, hey, I'm going to turn on auto brightness or turn off auto brightness and manage my brightness myself, it should warn you. You also have to worry about cases. What if there's somebody who, like there's, there's a billion manufacturers of cases for the Nintendo Switch. And of course, I'm sure that these people are all extremely happy that the dimensions are slightly different on the Nintendo Switch. So they're going to make new ones. But what if they're like one of those not so great companies and they don't take into account the fact that the um the light sensor is no longer in the bezel it's on the top of the system and you cover up that light sensor so now the auto brightness is always going to think it's real dark it's going to dim it way down and so people are going to start automatically turning the brightness way up you see where i'm going with this i think that these are definitely issues that need to be addressed by Nintendo and hopefully Nintendo can say, all right, just make sure that you know this when you go to turn off your auto brightness. Um, I have never actually had a device of my own that has had burn in, you know, knock on wood. Um, so I consider myself lucky there, but I'm sure that there are many of you that have had to deal with burn in And you might be a little gun-shy about the new Nintendo Switch because of that. Or there's going to be a lot of people who have no idea anything about it. They're going to buy a Nintendo Switch. They're going to play a game over and over and over. And those static UI elements that never change on the game, those might get burned into into the screen. And that's not fun. You don't want that to happen to a device, a $350 device that you play your games on. Of course... You have to also remember that 
you might not always be playing portable and you could you could always play docked but i don't think that's really the solution that we want to shoot for anyway let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below about what everybody said about the oled screens and and what do you think about the um the worry about uh burn-in with the nintendo switch oled model all right let's move on and talk about the kickstand I don't have much to say about this, only that everybody who has had their hands on the Nintendo Switch has said that the kickstand is fantastic. It's got a ton of angles. It's easy to move um, but on purpose, but hard to move by accident. And it can go almost flat, which is really, really great. So I think a lot of people are going to be much more likely to use tabletop mode than they otherwise would be. I have... I mean, I haven't used it in a long time, but when I first got my Switch, I used tabletop mode actually quite a bit because I found the Joy-Cons to be more comfortable in my hands when they were not attached to the Switch. And even without the the Joy-Con grip, I would just hold the two Joy-Cons in my hand separately without any, like without the rails on them or anything. I felt that that was actually a pretty cool way, a comfortable way to play. And so sometimes I would just set my Nintendo Switch at a table and play. But what I invariably did is I would like kind of slouch down in order to get the eye line with the Nintendo Switch correct. Being able to adjust that angle is a big deal. And I think that there's a lot of people who previously have said, you know what, I'm never going to use tabletop. They might find themselves using tabletop far more often because of the improved kickstand. Um, Everybody who's had their hands on it has said it's fantastic, so I'm very, very excited about that. The new speakers. People have basically said, and I'm just going to give you the gist here, that the speakers sound better, but okay. I mean, when you're playing on a portable device like that, the speakers aren't that important anyway. Probably going to wear headphones. Bad news, there is no update that actually includes Bluetooth headphones for some reason. Why Nintendo doesn't have Bluetooth headphones as an option for the Nintendo Switch is mind-boggling. Uh, instead, they have that that weird squid-shaped thing that you can buy where you plug <laughs> you, you plug the squid-shaped thing into your Nintendo Switch, then you plug your headphones into the squid-shaped thing, and then you plug your phone into the squid-shaped thing in order to have voice chat while you're on your Nintendo Switch, it's ridiculous. What a ridiculous so solution. Uh, give us Bluetooth headphones and give us voice chat right on the device. But overall, I am I'm looking forward to getting my hands on an OLED Switch. I don't know that I'm going to buy one right away. But what I will probably do is, you know, wait until I can get a good deal on a trade-in. And then I'll upgrade at that point. Um, although keep in mind, I went through this entire, um, I don't know, it was it was an ordeal trying to upgrade my Nintendo Switch while trading it in. Uh, I took it to GameStop. This is for when they brought out the one with the longer battery life. Um, I went to GameStop. They said, yeah, you can you can do the transfer right here in our store. It did not work. Um, luckily... One, uh, the person that I spoke to was super awesome and helpful, and they did something that they were not supposed to do. 
they said, oh, you were my brother's teacher. Um, I know you. I trust you. Take it with you. Like I bought my Switch and I took my old Switch with me, the one that I was supposed to trade in. I took it home, did the transfer, and then brought my Switch back. And I could have just said, yeah, no, I'm just going to keep it. But I, you know, I didn't because I'm not a jerk, but um, they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have let me do that because they could have lost their job. Uh, but I lucked out because they let me do that. And trading in your Nintendo Switch, you're going to run into issues with transferring your stuff. Now, luckily, we have cloud saves now, so maybe that won't be quite the, the big issue. But there are some games that don't support cloud saves. So keep that in mind before you go out and uh, decide to trade in your Switch to get an upgrade. And also keep in mind, all the stuff is not saved to your SD card either. And even if it was saved to your SD card, when you put the, this is so stupid, but when you put the SD card in the new Switch, it's like, hey, you have to format this. So you're going to have to re-download everything all over again, no matter what. Just a couple of things to keep in mind when you are upgrading your Nintendo Switch to the OLED model. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Nintendo Switch, Switchcraft for this week. I wanted to talk about uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2, but I haven't picked that up yet. I'm very, very interested in that game. I also want to say very quickly before we get out of here that there's this uh, game called Boomerang X coming to Nintendo Switch, and I was just watching some gameplay of it. The gameplay looks really, really interesting. You play in like this first-person mode, and you almost have like the ability to slow time down as you're falling and then you throw a boomerang and it almost seems like you are transporting your body to where the boomerang hits an enemy. The enemy disappears and you then take their place and then you get the chance to throw the boomerang again. Very weird gameplay. It might be something that I pick up after I look into uh, more of it. What do you think about the hands-on stuff from the Nintendo Switch OLED model? What do you think about Boomerang X? Have you picked up Monster Story, Monster Hunter Stories 2? Let me know in the comment section down below if you're watching this over on nerdnest.tv. And if you are listening on the podcast in your favorite podcast player, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. I hope you all have a great day, and I will see you soon. Stay rad, everybody.